Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So good to have you with us today. We are continuing our Why, What, How series. And uh, I'm excited to be preaching There's a famous story about a block of marble back in the 1400s. This block of marble was deemed flawed, useless, and was cast aside. Every sculptor who looked at it saw it as too long and narrow to be valuable for sculpture. It lay there worthless for 40 years, but in 1501, a 26-year-old young man happened to buy this block of marble. He saw something very different. He had a greater vision for this block of marble. Inside this formless mass of stone, this young sculptor saw the heroic beauty, grace and wonder of a man who would become known as David. Young Michelangelo famously said, I already saw David inside. I only had to release him by chipping away at the marble that trapped him in. What a great story. I already saw David inside. I only had to release him. When Michelangelo saw that, he had his why, what and how from that vision that he had. And that vision enabled him to create what he saw. So what do you see in your life? What do you see? We are looking at why, what and how And today I'm looking at the why and the what we are doing here at C3 Watson. I'll be looking at one how. (laughs) So many different words. I'll try and keep my mouth working today. And then Paul and Amanda are going to look at some more hows in the next couple of weeks. I feel compelled today to be a reminding voice. And there it is. The bells of the church are ringing and tolling for you today. I feel compelled to remind everyone that there is a reason, a purpose, a cause that you and I are put on earth to carry. And it's the cause of Christ. And Rick Warren in that famous book, The Purpose Driven Life, said this. He said, it all starts with God and it's not about you. What a great statement. It all starts with God and it's not about you. I love to read that to remind myself. Every day I think I should remind myself of that. John 1, 3 to 5 and 14 says this, everything was created through him, nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life. And the life was light to live by. That's our Jesus. The light life blazed out of the darkness and the darkness couldn't put it out, people. Verse 14, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, the father, uh, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. 
This is our what and our why. Walking the cause of Christ, walking it out while we're on earth. If, if everything was created through him, it makes sense that our starting point and our purpose starts with him and comes from him. Isn't that true? You know, it's not always clear. I, I don't know if you have found that, but I have found at times that it's not always clear what it is that he's purposed me to do. I know I, sometimes I think of, you know, young adults finishing year 12 and, and, and how overwhelming. Okay, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Let me go and study that. And of course, you know, the paths change. I remember when Paul started working many moons ago for this church. And one day he'd been there for about six, he'd been working for the church for about six months. One day he turned to me and he said, Babe, I haven't finished what God's purposed for me to do in education. And so I need to go back. And I said, Oh, don't be silly. Of course you don't. And so we had this little discussion. And uh, he said, No, I need to go back to education. And I said, But you need to, you know. And he said, Honey, if, if that's what's in your heart, if that's what God's purpose for you to do, you do that because I'm going to do this. And that's how it happened, people. He went to education, and I'm glad he did because Amazed Christian School would not have existed if he didn't. And I kept working, and I started doing what I am doing. And then, because purpose has changed, right? I mean, let me say that. The path changes, seasons change. God says, okay, that season is complete and that's what happened with Paul at Emmaus and so now it's time to come and work with your wife oh pray for us actually it's not that bad it's great John says in that passage that our saviour was true from start to finish not only was he true from start to finish but he has given each person a start and a finish in this world. And he wants us to walk out what happens in between our start and our finish, true to him and what he has for us to accomplish. And we get to choose whether we'll do that or not. That's the great thing about, he's so, so wonderful. He says, you choose. I give you the choice. So I want to be a person that people look at and say, she was true from start to finish. Anyone else? She was true to what God called her to do from start to finish. And we accomplish this by discovering why we're here and living each day true to that. To be whatever it is that God has called you to be, a teacher. A lot of you work in the government, in business, in arts, in the political arena. Some of you work at your job to get money so that you can do what you really are passionate about outside of your work hours and that's fine too whatever it is that God has put you here for he wants you to be true to it from start to finish and knowing is the first step but but knowing isn't enough we must start and starting is good but starting isn't enough we must finish 2 Timothy 4 7 Paul said this I have fought the good fight 
I have finished my race and I have remained faithful. What a great scripture. I want to get to my finish line. Firstly, I want to get to my finish line. But I want to be able to say I have fought the good fight. And that means that, what does it mean, guys? (laughs) It means that it's a fight. It is a fight at times to keep doing what you've been called to do. It is a fight at times. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. I have too many people, too many names of people who have started the good fight alongside me who are no longer fighting the good fight. Let's not be one of those. Let's not. Ephesians 4 says this, In light of all this, here's what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run. Run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring yourself out for each other in acts of love, alert at noticing differences and quick at mending fences. Run on the road God called you to travel. Where are you going? Have you thought about it? Where are you going? Not sitting around scrolling through other people's lives. That wasn't actually in the message version there. I just put that in there. It says not just sitting around, scrolling through, and life just goes, it disappears. Going on a path that goes nowhere. You know, we have a a pool and we had this robot. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a vacuum cleaner thing. And quite often, we we don't use it anymore because it's useless. I'm the robot now. And it used to just get stuck in the corner. You know, be there for hours. Just cleaning that little. (laughs) Let's not do that in life. Just get stuck in, you know, it's going nowhere. You're going nowhere. So God has given you a purpose. And he's given you specific gifts and he's created you and wired you with purpose in mind. And I want to encourage you to fan into flame the gift you've been given. 2 Timothy 1 says this, This is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. I love that scripture and I'm on a mission to challenge people at the moment to fan into flame the gift that they've been given. Don't tell me you haven't got one because you have. Because I believe that some people have let those gifts go. They've, They've let them die. They've let fear and timidity and anxiety and exhaustion and discouragement and disappointment distinguish the fire. And I understand that. But God has given you a gift and a purpose. And let's fan it into flame in 2022. 
Let's fan into flame the gift we've been given. I had the privilege of praying. Actually, we had the privilege, Paul and I had the privilege of praying for some very close, dear friends not that long ago. And beforehand, I was praying. And this is a scripture that I got. Because, you know, life, you know, do you ever get beaten up by life? Anyone? Anyone ever feel a bit beaten up? Yeah, anyone who's been through the last couple of years might feel that. And I just prayed that the gift, because it can get distinguished. That's why these scriptures are in the Bible, <laughs> because these, these lights can go out. Let's fan into flame the gift that we've been given. So what compels you? What leaves you no choice? Have you thought about that? What causes you to get out of bed in the morning? And it's not just because you're hungry. (laughs) Who doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning? (laughs) What energizes you? What makes... What, what, what causes you to rise and, and seek what is, a, you know, outside of your own strength? Fan that into flame. Fan that into flame. You have a specific gift. Well, and while we're talking gifts, you also have an overarching call. From the moment you become a follower of Christ, everyone who follows Jesus is to be an ambassador for him while they're here on earth. So here at C3 Watson, our overarching why is for the people who aren't here yet. What we do, the decisions we make, we choose to make changes, we sacrifice our time, we give our resources for the people who aren't here yet because we want to see the people who don't know Christ come to know him. That is our why. We understand that we are here for the cause of Christ and that cause is so much bigger than we are. His cause broadens our vision. It broadens our our horizons. It, It takes our life from a life that is focused on ourselves and causes us to look up and look out. 2 Corinthians 5 says this, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him. That is our overarching call. In other words, we do, it says there, for Christ's love compels us. We do what we do for the love of Christ the love of Christ you know I have an inkling that that in our so here at C3 Watson we are going to be um, spending more time being uh, practically loving the city that we live in I have a a, yeah a, a, a feeling that We will, you know, Jeremiah says that in seeking the welfare of the city, I will give you the city. 
That's what Jeremiah says. And so I have this feeling that the love of Christ, which compels us, is going to cause us to be reaching out and loving and touching the city, this city. Because we are his ambassadors. We represent him. And we want to see the reign of Christ in Canberra. Anyone else want to see the reign of Christ in Canberra? That's our mandate. So how, sort of our why and our what, but how? Obviously today we're focusing on groups. And groups are part of the, uh, our how. And they are actually a major part of our how. Seeing people come to Christ is our first and our most important reason for being here. But being a part of a group is, is right up there. Because groups are where the community of our church happens. Groups are where you will be cared for and prayed for and developed. Groups are where you will make friends. Groups are where you will discuss the Word of God and study and develop your gifts. Groups are where you can learn more about God, where you'll be challenged and hopefully have some rub, rub, <laughs> rub rough, rough edges rubbed off you. Groups are where you can do something you love with other people in your church. Motorbikes fitness. Groups are where you can have fun and laugh and eat food and get to know people. Who likes that? Groups are where you can find a place where you belong. Because not everyone feels like they belong. But groups are where you can find a place where you belong. And belonging means, it actually means in the right place. We moved a couple of months ago and I still haven't put every piece of furniture in the right place or every picture in the right place because it takes it takes time doesn't it that's what i find but when i put it in the right place it's like it belongs there groups are where you can find a place that you belong belonging means a place that fits every person wants a place that fits them Every person looks for a place that fits them, a place to belong where they fit and know others and others know them. It sounds good, doesn't it? I want you to welcome Leanne right now as she comes up and tells us a little bit about her group experience. Thanks, Pastor Mel. I'm just going to go off script for a second. I just want to say that what Mel's um, preached today um, has just really resonated in my life. And I confess I was looking at something on social media this morning. And it was talking about the times that people finally succeeded and they weren't in their 20s. Some of them were in their 70s. Grandma Moses didn't start painting until she was 76. Morgan Freeman didn't get his first leading role until he was 52. Vera Wang didn't design her first dress until she was 49. And this year, at the age of 58, I have started teaching. Woohoo! So it's never too late. So 
so now I'll get on to what Mel's asked me to talk about. <laughs> so um, when we, I moved here three years ago with my husband, Brendan, I didn't know anybody in Canberra. Brendan's in the military, so they allocate housing for you. And before we left Perth, I'd prayed for a house to be near our church because where we were in Perth, we had to go a long way to the place that we fellowshiped. ADF offered us a property right across the road. So C3 Watson became our spiritual home. And not long after we arrived, the group expo was on. And I signed up because Pastor Mel was running a ladies' Bible study and it was going to meet here at the church. And then the first night she said, oh, it'd be really nice if we could meet in somebody's home. So I very nervously went, well, you can come to my place even though we just moved into a little townhouse and we had boxes and stuff everywhere. And the only place that I had for everybody to come and sit was at our kitchen table. And so for the next few weeks, um, about six of us met around our kitchen table. And I had lots of issues in my life at that time, quite a few challenges. And to be with women of such strong faith, who was so encouraging and who prayed with me and just kept contacting me and saying, how are you going? You know, yes, this you'll get through this. That really helped me at that time and I got through it. And I had the opportunity to really start to get to know them as well. Well, since that time, I think I've been in at least five different connect groups. I've done Zumba here at church, which was amazing. Had to stop due to COVID. Uh, I've been part of a fitness group that met on Saturdays in different parts. I've been in the bike riding group. I did the amazing freedom course with Amanda and Margaret and my life was changed. So when you get the opportunity, please do the freedom course. Um, and last year for a few months, sort of for the last half of the year, I actually led a small group of women who met here at the church um, as, a, as a follow on from that freedom group. And the thing that I've found is that it can be easy to walk in and out of a Sunday service not really connect with anybody. Nobody can know the hurt that you're feeling because we, we're all really good, even though we're not, when we're not wearing our COVID masks, we're really good at putting a mask on our face. And it's only when you're in a group where you get to take the time to develop strong relationships with each other that you begin to see how to do life. And the thing that I've found is God designed us to be in relationship. I mean, He's a God of relationships. He's got the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. He's always in relationship. And that's what He wants us to be as well. So what I found in participating in these three group, these groups in the last three years is that it's increased my relationships both in depth and in breadth with people here at C3. And I would really encourage everybody there's something for everybody out there. Find a group, connect, and you'll be so blessed. Yes, fantastic. So, so good. Wonderful. Thank you, Leanne, for sharing. Congratulations again on your amazing accomplishment. So we want you to live with purpose discover your why, what and how, but we also, and we also want you, if you're part of our church, to find a place where you belong, where you fit, and groups will help you do that. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c 3 churchwatsoncom